you where you were going 40 miles an hour. This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top 9 miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boot team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hey, what is up? Hello, and welcome in to a brand new edition of NASCAR Live Wide Open. Yes, these are not the dulcet tones of the Bagman, one Mike Bagley. It's producer Trey, Trey Downey, filling in for Mike this week on a special edition of NASCAR Live Wide Open. And as we are getting the season started, we're gearing up for 2023. We're less than a month away from the clash at the Coliseum, just over a month away from the Daytona 500. What we thought we'd do on this week's show is basically just get you ready for 2023, but in a different way. We're going to do a producer's roundtable on today's show with myself, Julian Council, and Pat Jaggers, and we're going to talk about what we have going on for our shows in 2023. We'll introduce you to the team, get to know us a little bit better, and yeah, that's what we're going to do today on this special edition of NASCAR Live Wide Open. The first thing I mentioned there is that we're going to introduce you to the team, and I mentioned a name that you might not have heard before. Julian has been here a while now, our most tenured producer out of the three of us here at, at MRN. But Pat Jaggers, he joined us in the offseason. I think you started, what, the week after the championship race at Phoenix last year? When nothing was going on, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> Perfect so, timing, Pat. <laughs> yeah, so Pat, uh, just introduce the MRN and NASCAR Live wide open audience to yourself, some of your some of your background and maybe your history with NASCAR. So I guess we'll start with the background first there. So the last six years I've been in sports talk radio, similar background to you and Julian, obviously. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was hosting a lot of shows there in Louisville, doing a lot of stuff with Louisville football and Louisville basketball, as it is the number one college basketball market in the country. So 
Uh, did a lot of stuff with college sports and on the weekends hosted a weekly motorsports show. And it's kind of how, how I found out about this job through good buddy Alex Hayden, who is obviously one of our lead anchors here at the Motor Racing Network. So uh, I've been covering college sports for a hot minute, and it's definitely a big transition for sure. But uh, no, not new to NASCAR at all. You know, a lot of people growing up, when they get into this field, people ask me, you know, why NASCAR, why motorsports? For me, we didn't take vacations growing up. We went to the track. So for me, it was always, it wasn't a matter of where I wanted to be and when I was going to be here. I was always going to try to do something with motorsports and NASCAR. So I've covered a lot of Indy 500s over the years, uh, talked to a lot of people in the racing scene. So it's not really a, a new background for me, but uh, motorsports is something I've always been passionate about, and I'm just really excited to be a part of the team. It's going to be a lot of fun this year, a lot of things to look forward to for sure, and uh, really excited to be with you guys. Yeah, it's very interesting now that we've all got, all of us have a similar background. Pat mentioned working in Louisville, hosting uh, a lot of sports talk radio shows, working as a producer there as well. I myself came from Tampa and hosting sports radio there. And then Julian, for our listeners who don't know your background, you've worked in a ton of different markets here in the Charlotte area, Nashville as well. Yeah, um, born and raised here in Charlotte, North Carolina. I went to Elon University. After that, spent some time at WFNZ working as a board-operated local sports talk station here in Charlotte. actually had two stints at FNZ. The last one was right before I took this job after the pandemic, which uh, got in a little bit of the way of that employment there at WFNZ, but enjoyed working there, covering the Panthers, covering the Hornets. Also spent time, like you said, in Nashville at 102.5 The Game, the ESPN affiliate there, covering the Predators. The first spring I was there is when Nashville went on their magical run to the Stanley Cup Final before losing to Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins. And before that, I was up at the Mothership in Bristol working at ESPN Radio with uh, the likes of George Dono, Freddie Coleman, worked on a couple of remote broadcasts for Sunday Night Baseball, college football, had that Michigan-Ohio State game that one year that was really good. Um, that one's double OT. So, yeah, been uh, doing this for a number of years now. Now been here about... Let's say 26 months, started in October of 2020 in the middle of the pandemic. So it's been a, been good. Third uh, full-time season now covering NASCAR here for MRN. Been excited to see uh, what's ahead. Yeah, so we've definitely got a, a young crew, but one that's passionate about the sport. And we're going to try and give you some different perspectives throughout, throughout the year. Julian mentioned this is his third full-time season uh, covering the sport. This will be my second full-time season, but I started in – during the Olympic break during 2021, um, as Pat mentioned as well, just a lifetime motorsports fan. We would grow up going on vacations to the Charlotte Concord area and go to the different shops. Uh, still remember frequently visiting Joe Gibbs Racing, Team Penske. The they still have it. The cool. Uh, it's like a catwalk where you can look over look over the shop. Was lucky enough. Uh, in my when Kurt Busch was there to meet Kurt Busch one day at the shop. Grew up going to Daytona 500s, so yeah, it's it's. I've always been a huge fan of motorsports, and it's very exciting to get to work in this sport. And as I said, we're gonna preview a little bit of what we've got coming up here early in the season on the Motor Racing Network. You've heard a couple of NASCAR live shows already to to start the season this past week. We started our Daytona 500 flashbacks. We 
looked at, looked at the Chili Bowl Nationals that are going on this week in Oklahoma. Uh, but next week, we're going to ramp up for the NASCAR Hall of Fame. And then we've got the the clash, as I said, coming in, in less than a month. And we're going to be at the NASCAR Media Days coming up next week. So we'll talk to every single one of the drivers in the Cup Series. So a ton of content to come there. But we'll, we'll talk about each of the kind of podcasts that each of us are in charge of that we produce. I, myself, NASCAR Live Wide Open, obviously. We'll get to that in a minute. Pat is going to be taking the reins on NASCAR Coast to Coast, hosted by Chris Wilner and Kyle Ricky, And then Julian is in charge of MRN Crew Call with Steve Post and championship-winning crew chief Todd Gordon. Pat, I'll go to you first on uh, Coast to Coast with Kyle and Chris. I know you guys have got some big things planned for uh, 2023. Yeah, the big plans indeed. And the thing about our show, for those who may not know, it's really interesting. So when I first started here, my, my first task was getting familiar with that show. So I spent hours on YouTube watching NASCAR Coast to Coast and just getting familiar with what we actually cover and do on the show and it's really just all of the NASCAR series that you may not be familiar with. Like, obviously, on television and even on the radio, you have access to the Truck Series, the Cup Series, the Xfinity Series, and even the Arc Menard Series, which we, we do cover and broadcast uh, here at MRM. But what's interesting to me is all the other series that, you know, you may not be familiar with. You know, the NASCAR Piney Series, the Euro Series, obviously, the Well and Modified Series, which there was some news about that today uh, that came down. But... When we look forward to 2023, one thing that I think is really excited about our show is that we do a lot of coverage with the ARCA series. We do a lot of coverage with all of the different NASCAR series, but this year is actually going to be the 60th running of the ARCA series at Daytona. So when we get forward, to, when we get uh, you know a little bit closer to, to the running of that race, we're going to kind of magnify the importance of the series running at Daytona. I mean, 60 years, that's a, a massive milestone. So we'll take a look at that. I mean, obviously today you had the NASCAR well-modified series announced that, you know, um, not them, but certain teams are going to be back and two drivers that I think is really interesting in our show. And I think that one thing I want to do as a producer is magnify names that you guys know that have raced in the Cup Series, the Xfinity Series, the Truck Series, that are making the return to those series. And two guys that no longer race in the Cup Series and haven't really done a lot with that, well, they're going to be running in select races this year. Bobby Labonte and Ryan Newman, those guys are going to be back in those series. Maybe we can kind of get those guys on and just talk about why it's so important for faces and names who continue to go back in race in so the, the selected NASCAR series, like the well-modified series. And obviously, you know, sometimes you'll even see Xfinity drivers and, and part-time truck series drivers race in the ARCA series. Kind of magnify why it's so important for them to go back and race in those series. So we've got a lot of fun things coming up, and I'm excited for this year. It's going to be so much fun. As soon as Chris Wilner gets back from the Chili Bowl, we're kind of hit the ground running with him and Kyle Ricky, and we'll get this thing rolling. So disappointed that the, the Euro series canceled the ice race. I so, saw that. That. <sighs> Everybody always joked, like, what's next for NASCAR racing on ice? And they were actually going to do it. Fantastic. Because of everything, I guess, supply chain shortages, a bunch of different things. The the inaugural Euro Series race on ice has put on hold. Where was it supposed to be? I don't know. Thanks, Finland. Finland? Yeah. So they were legitimately going to hold a NASCAR Series race on ice. I think it was supposed to be maybe April, I think something like that. It was supposed to be in Finland, but they just announced it was, I believe it was today or yesterday that that, that race has been and put on hold, but didn't have enough ice. Apparently 
Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm excited about the Arca series this year. Who's gonna Who's gonna step up with guys like Daniel Dye and Rajah Karuth and Nick Sanchez, who were the three faces of that yeah. series competing for the championship last year? All three of them are now going to be racing full time in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series this year. And then it's always cool to see Newman and Labonte Newman. You would always see every year at New Hampshire running that modified right. race as well. So. Definitely a big season to come on Coast to Coast. Crew call, Julian. Yes. Last year, a big topic of conversation was the next-gen car and these teams getting used to it that year and how much parity it created. I imagine what you guys are going to talk about this year is how much gains the teams were able to make and maybe if we're going to see this parity continue. But Steve Post and Todd Gordon always providing great insight on a weekly basis. Yeah, and that's just certainly going to be a storyline throughout the season. And it was really cool last year to go from the show where when I first started producing with Steve, it was just Steve and me there on Zoom with the other crew chiefs. And we still had the Zoom element, but to add Todd to the studio and to the show last year made it all the better, especially with the next-gen car for Todd to have been working you know, right there and in the pit box and having won a championship before. He was able to add so much insight that we did not have without him, and it was really cool to see how the show evolved last year. And for the folks out there who haven't heard Crew Call, I mean, basically we focus on all the crew chiefs, whether it be on the um, Craftsman Truck Series, Xfinity Series, and, of course, the NASCAR Cup Series. So anyone of your favorite drivers or crew chief is going to be on our show at some point in time, especially the guys in the Cup Series. I know with the Clash coming up, we'll likely have Paul Wolf, who's a part of Joey Logano and that 22 team at Tim, Team Penske, who coincidentally not only won a championship, but also won the class last year, so he a perfect guest to start things off. We also talked to Brad Moran at some point in time. I'm sure that'll happen once again this season. So really excited to see where the show's going to go this year with Todd and Steve, whose chemistry I really felt like grew throughout the season. They had worked together back when they had the NASCAR Live Performance Live days, and Todd and with uh, Steve and Todd did that together, and Steve's done a really good job, especially as our lead pit reporter, but also just giving his insights as he has been able to cultivate relationships throughout the years working in the pits with some of these crew chiefs who are always happy to be on our shows. And one of the things that we love to do, too, is anytime a true crew chief wins his first race, we like to have him on right there that next Thursday for, for the show, which is a really cool element. And there's been a lot of guys who have been thankful and grateful for that and appreciate the kind of job that we do by kind of putting some of the names out there that some people might not pay attention to because I know we always focus on the drivers as they're the face of the team, but there's so many people that are integral, a part of the, the race day experience for all those teams and, of course, for all the fans. And there was a lot of crew chief movement this offseason. We featured it on NASCAR Live this week. All sure of was. the silly season, crew chief movement, some interesting names reuniting with people. Ryan Priest coming back to the Cup Series and Chad Johnston, Kyle Larson's former crew chief at uh, Ganassi Racing is going to join him. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. at JTG is reuniting with Mike Kelly, who this kind of went under the radar, but they won back-to-back championships in the Xfinity Series, so that's going to be an interesting one. And then Blake Harris moving from front row over to Hendrick Motorsports with Alex Bowman. And then, you know, Kyle Busch, he's not a new crew chief for the team, but he'll be working with Randall Burdett and then Tyler Reddick working with Billy Scott, who was Kurt Busch's crew chief last year. So a ton of movement there, almost as much crew chief movement this silly season as there was driver movement. Now, as far as NASCAR Live wide open last year, you got a taste of what the show was in our inaugural season, and we're just going to try and build on that throughout the year 
this year. One of the things that we'll still focus on this year is every single week we will look at the betting odds for the week, who Vegas is favoring to win win the race. I'll give you my long shot picks, as I always have done. And one of the things that we're going to do leading up to the Daytona 500 is the odds are already up for the Daytona 500 and the championship. And Mike and I are going to sit down and we're going to examine all of those. And then once we get past the duel, we're going to look at how much the odds change for the 500. And then we're going to earmark those odds to win the championship. And we're going to look at those periodically throughout the season and how they change. Like last year at the beginning of the season, Ross Chastain was near the bottom in terms of winning the championship. And it was interesting to watch how his odds improved throughout the season. And then him, him obviously coming up just one, uh, two spots on the racetrack, but finishing second in the championship to Joey Logano. We'll also continue the interviews with some big names and then some of the names that you might not always hear from. Some of these drivers who step in to do one-offs or partial seasons. Like last year, we talked to Trevor Bain uh, when he ran for Joe Gibbs Racing the Xfinity Series. We talked to Miguel Paluto. We also found ways to get in guys like Coleman Presley, uh, Joey Logano's spotter, and talk about their great relationship and you know some of the stories that he has behind the scenes. So you're going to see more of that as well. And then we also want to do more uh, more of those kind of road diary things. Mike did one of those last year going into the race at Indianapolis Raceway Park, kind of did a uh, an audio journal of everything that went down at the Pro-Am go-kart competition with our own Alex Hayden racing in that. We heard from Mamba Smith and some other uh, NASCAR drivers. So we're just going to build on what we did last year and continue to give you uh, the biggest stories and some of the under-the-radar stories on NASCAR Live Wide Open. And then also, all three of us, we produce NASCAR Live Race Day on Sundays, gearing up for all of the MRN races hosted by Mike Bagley. And we've already got some big things planned for this year. I know, Julian, you're going to be in charge of the clash. Pat is going to be making his NASCAR Live Race Day debut at the dual races. And then I will be handling the Daytona 500. We've already got some features, some guests earmarked. So if you don't always listen to the MRN pre-race show before the race gets started, typically about an hour or so before Green Flag, we've got a ton of great things planned this year, features and guests gearing up for some of the biggest races of the season. And guys, I wanted to close with this. We've heard a lot from our talent, what storyline they are watching going into 2023. A big job of us as producers is to follow the stories and bring the biggest stories to life in in the season. So I want to ask you guys, I'll start with you, Pat. What is the one storyline that you are really watching heading into 2023 in NASCAR? I would say maybe the end of the career of not just Kevin Harvick, Martin Truex Jr. I mean, that's a big question mark that I think a lot of us have. I mean, for me growing up, ever since I've been watching motorsports, Kevin Harvick's always raced since I can remember. I mean, even when, you know, he obviously came in there for Dale Earnhardt Sr. after that tragic incident in 2001, I mean, for most of my life, I've watched Martin Truex Jr. and Kevin Harvick race. And as I get older, to see a lot of these guys who've been the luminaries of the series to start to kind of hang up the helmet and, and just say, you know what, I don't really want to do this anymore. Or I want to you know focus on my family, whatever the reason may be. That's a big story this year. And when you go back to last year, think about what happened with Eric Almirola. There was so much question on whether or not that he was going to retire. And then, well, apparently not. He's going to come back. And it's one of those things where this year with 
there being just this, I don't want to say a new wave of talent coming to NASCAR. It seems like, you know, four or five years ago when all this talent was coming in, when you had Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, you had uh, Bubba Wallace, all these drivers that were supposed to be the next generation of guys, they're starting to really get settled in here. And with age, we talked about this with Harvick a couple of years ago, prime being redefined when they won all those races and they're having that spectacular year. They weren't able to win the championship. I mean, hell, they didn't, make, they didn't even go on to the championship four. But the reason why I bring all this up is what does that look like this year? Do we see a resurgence from Kevin Harvick? Do we see Martin Truex Jr.? These guys actually put in a final effort. So one last chance at a championship, right? I think that's probably a big storyline I'm looking at this year. I think that with how vocal Kevin Harvick has been in the sport, I mean, he has not shied away from being very critical on moments in NASCAR when needed. And also, you know, sometimes maybe overstepping boundaries. But it's going to be interesting to see who becomes the driver's past a guy like Kevin Harvick, if he does retire this year, it's something I'm watching, but big picture-wise, if Kevin Harvick does step away from the sport after this year, who's going to be kind of, you know, the the face of the sport or one of the voices that really is willing to be vocal when needed and provide criticism and also feedback in the appropriate ways? Denny Hamlin, maybe, one of those maybe. guys. He's been very vocal as well, but I'm with you on that. I mean, Matt Kenseth I watched for my entire childhood, and he's about to go in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. I mentioned Kurt Busch earlier in this show. He steps away from full-time racing. So Harvick and Truex, definitely the the elder statesman, and we'll see if this is going to be their last season. Harvick said if he decides, he will. Uh, everybody will know before the start of the season. So that's definitely a storyline to not only watch throughout the year, but to watch in the coming weeks. Julian, what are you, what are you watching heading into 2023? For me, we've seen a lot of new teams come in the last couple of years, especially with the uh, the advent of the uh, next-gen car. And one of those teams that really burst into the scene last year was Trackhouse Racing. Right. And I'm wondering, with Ross Chastain coming back after that championship four appearance and also the three wins and the feud with Denny Hamlin and basically at some point in time, seemingly every driver owed him one. As far as, this, as far as you know, the way Ross raced last year, I'm interested to see if they can follow it up. Uh, also, Daniel Suarez finally getting that win at Sonoma. Can that team, in their second year of next-gen car, third year on the NASCAR Cup Series, but second year as far as with those two teams, can, two, um, two teams all part of their team, can they be able to follow it up? Because we saw so much parity last year, and I wonder if we're going to start seeing back to, you know, Hendrick winning all these races right. and Penske and Gibbs and the big teams that we're used to or is Trackhouse here to stay? Do they have staying power in 2023 and beyond? And I love what Justin Marks has done by just being so inventive and bringing on Pitbull and bringing on Ross Chastain and Daniel Suarez, two young guys that just needed an opportunity and needed the right equipment, and it's really cool to see what they are able to do last year. So my hope is that Trackhouse is here to stay and that they can be right there in the championship four and in the title conversation throughout the season. It's going to be very interesting to watch, and I think another – like. A branch off of that is, is there another team that's ready to be the next track house? Is there another team that's ready to take that next step? Is it Colleg Racing, right. A.J. Allmendinger, going full-time? I think you have to expect he's going to win at least one of the road course races. Well, oh, absolutely, because it's been like Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson have dominated the last couple of years, and we already saw A.J. what he won at Indianapolis a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah. I'm excited to see Colleg, too, because that's one of those teams, especially when the Speedway pack, which was great for them on the Xfinity Series. Maybe A.J. can um, 
be able to be a factor in that as well. Well, think about Petty GMS, too. I mean, you have Jimmy Johnson. going to like, now the Legacy Motor yes, Club. Yes. They're the, renamed. <laughs> Breaking news. Yes. Breaking news. But regardless, I look at that team because Eric Jones, he gets that, that first win for that team last year at Darlington, a place that he's had a ton of success at in the past. And that team's really starting to come to their own. And you also have... Noah Gregson there. You have like talented drivers at a team like that. Gregson had a phenomenal year in the Xfinity Series last year. Can he carry that over as a rookie? I don't know. We'll see into the Cup Series, but can he get a win? I mean, Austin Sendrick, his first race ever in the Cup Series, he wins the Great American Race at Daytona 500. I think there's a lot of things to be to look forward to for like the smaller teams. And I think it's a great question. I mean, is it Petty GMS? Is it Colleague? I mean, who's going to step up? I mean, Trey, what do you think? Yeah, it's, I, I kind of earmark Colleg just because I think AJ is going to get a, a victory this season. And I think Justin Haley was getting the best out of his equipment last year. And I think in another full-time season, I think he could contend for a playoff spot. But for me, I think the storyline that you have to watch this year is the two biggest name drivers who switch teams. Kyle Busch going to Richard Childress Racing in that eight team. And then the guy that he's replacing over there, Tyler Reddick going over to 23-11. Reddick won three races last year for that eight team. Kyle Busch only won one race at JGR, and it was because Reddick got taken out on the final lap of the Bristol Dirt Race. So is Kyle going to be able to return to the form where he was winning multiple races a year and contending for championships and winning championships at JGR because that eight team was one of the fastest teams on a weekly basis last year and can Reddick going to a new team where Kurt Busch just started that team last year, won a race at Kansas, uh, probably would have been more of a playoff contender if he didn't, if he was able to race, went went down with those concussion symptoms. It's going to be very interesting because I think Reddick is a guy who could really take that next step and be a championship contender at 23-11. And then Kyle Busch, can he continue that success? And if it is a rough start at Richard Childress Racing. How patient is he going to be, and will he go back to you know the old Kyle Busch that we saw a lot of frustrations with? Because I think the team has a ton of potential, and I think Kyle is still a top driver in the sport. But if there are growing pains, you just got to be patient and get through them. Because, I mean, look at last season. Chase Elliott was the last of the Hendrick Motorsports drivers to even win a race, and he ended up winning the regular season championship. You saw Joey Logano didn't win a race till May at Darlington and ends up winning the championship. So that's that's what I have my eye on. And then are there any more crazy, silly season moves that we'll be watching going into 2023? You mentioned the the Harvick and Truex thing. Will they will they retire? Who replaces them if they retire? Right. And then it's been reported that Denny Hamlin is in the last year of his contract at Joe Gibbs Racing, too. We never thought Kyle Busch would leave. We never thought Mars and M&Ms would, would leave uh, JGR. So that's, I don't think Denny Hamlin will leave. He said he doesn't want to, but we never thought that Brad Keselowski would be driving for Roush and owning the team. We never thought Kyle Busch would be driving for Richard Childress Racing. So is there another one of those big blockbuster silly season moves to happen in 2023. I'm so excited for the season. It's the 75th anniversary of NASCAR, so we're going to be looking back at some great moments out throughout the history of the sport as the season rolls along as well. Next week on NASCAR Live Tuesday, it'll be our Hall of Fame special. We'll have retrospectives on the careers of Matt Kenseth, of Kirk Shelmerding, and of Herschel McGriff, and we'll also flash back to the 1988 Daytona 500. Before we get out of here, Pat, where can folks follow you on social media? 
at Pat underscore Jaggers on Twitter is where you can give me a follow. And uh, you can give me a follow on Instagram as well at Pat Jaggers underscore nine if you'd like to follow me there as well. Julian. Follow me on Twitter at Julian Council and uh, do not follow me on Instagram. It's private and you'll be denied. <laughs> yeah, I don't have I don't have an Instagram and you can follow me on Twitter at TD Experience. And as always, follow MRN Radio as well. That it, they'll be posts every time one of our new shows drops. The Bagman will be back next week. And as I said, we will be back on NASCAR Live next Tuesday, and we will be back on the air, MRN Radio, for the NASCAR Hall of Fame ceremony next weekend as well. In honor of the Bagman, until next week, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.